your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Hello everyone, uh, as you can see it's Anne's Martin and Nathan from Referees The Final Whistle podcast, but... We're not doing the typical podcast today. Oh, no, no. We've got a very special treat for you. Uh, And now and over the weeks of of lockdown here in the UK, we're going to do lots of uh, mini clips, uh, a series of them, if you will, uh, about match incidents uh, and and stuff like that. Now, Martin's come out with an absolute classic uh, for this opening one. Uh, as I understand it, Martin, you've taken this to RAs, to, to county training sessions and stuff like that. I'm going to pass over to you, mate. Tell us all about this, and then we'll have a little look at the clip. Yeah, th- this clip was taken from a referee, level three, first year level three at a time, a referee called Adam Penwell, who will come on later on to discuss some stuff with us about it. He got all the way to 2A, mega talented referee. Um, he got injured when he was after the 2A. Uh, Came back from a really serious injury, but still didn't get through it. So he retired and now he coaches for us. This clip is what I've, I've called the Goldilocks zone. I've took it to many RAs, league meetings. When I was the um, regional coordinator for the FA Regional Academy, uh, I'd put it in there. But no one's ever seen it on the Facebook. I've only ever took it to presentations and I just thought, but lockdown coming on, this clip is only three minutes long. But we can easily, I normally do two hours of presentation on this. So we could do it over the space of lockdown. We could have loads of engagement from it. And then people who comment, we get them on and say, come on, explain your thoughts. All positive, And we go from there. Now, I call it the Goldilocks zone. But Anthony wants to call it Goldilocks down. <laughs> yeah so goldie locks down so here we go and this is going to be part of our um lockdown refereeing now the boys have seen the clip but still don't know what the end of the clip is so we're going to play just the first bit of two discussion points so when i take this to the ra meeting we start on here before uh, it gets played, and we discuss the starting position of this free kick. So then, anyone out there who talk when you're watching this, whether it's good, bad, indifference, and then the offence that drops in the penalty area. It gets played along, balls in the back of the net. Everyone's looking around, loads of things happening. There's a player down injured, big indicator here. All the players are not in, concerned about their colleague. They're too concerned about running to the lino, the ref. None of, no one's gone anywhere near that injured player. Is that a clue? Is that not a clue? We then look at how Adam has handled it where he stands. So this is the first two parts of the clip that we want to talk about. So let's, far, guys, what have you got? Let's take it all the way back to the very start of the clip. Let's talk about the moment the referee blows his whistle and gives the signal for the free kick to be taken. Because this, this free kick's what, about 35, 40 yards out, very central. You just um, see it there, yeah, and he's just put the whistle to his mouth. Yeah. Look at the position that he's in. 
So the, I'd, I'd say the referee there, if we if we take the edge of the 18-yard box as as a marker for where, um, let's say, 18, 20 yards would be, you've got the, the lines on the grass there that give us another, I'm going to say, 20 yards. So he's about 40 yards away from the goal line when he blows the whistle, and we know exactly where that ball's dropping. It's going to be dropping in and around the penalty area. So I think his starting position being 40 yards away, 20 yards away from the 18-yard box, 40 yards away from the goal, a touch too far away. Okay. Nath? Well, it's strange because if you look at the coming together, which is there, um, I actually think that it's in this moment here, sorry, yeah, there. I actually think that if you look at uh, where the referee is here, and the position here of the sort of the, the key incident within this within this passage of play, I think he's you know there's number six is out the way, number two is out the way. He's got a clear line of sight in there. So I actually think that at that point, I personally feel he's in a good position to see that specific incident. So you both think that's a good position. Where he is now, I'd I'd like to see him at maybe a touch wider. Not not too far. I'm not talking hugely, like, but maybe two to three meters. Um, to his left. Uh, out, yeah, to his to his left. So, you agree he's in a good position, but he hasn't got a good view. He's very he's very well front on to this incident, which is going to be a difficult one to, to get an angle on. If yeah. you go any far any way over to the left, which is like that natural patrol path that people like to talk about, which I'm not a massive fan of. He's going to be further away from the next phase of play, isn't he? Yes. The ball's clearly coming across the penalty area towards the penalty mark that way. So going left, is it your di- with the movement of the ball and the movement of the referee, you're dissing yourself away from the ball, wouldn't you? And what a lot of people get a bit of a slave to going left. We often talk about going right to go inside to get an angle. As long as you've got an angle on it, then it's normally, you know, that's more important than being close to it. As they climb the ladder, people tend to say, sacrifice proximity to view. So it's best to have a good clear view than be close to it and not have a view. Mm-hmm. So that would be things to think about in this clip. But, but Nate, if you take it back to the start position, there's a couple of things I want to discuss in this. The, 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 the initial free kick, Martin. The right initial free kick, go right back. Right, okay. set down there, right. Now, when you look at, the, at this position and every free kick, everyone at every level of football particularly when you haven't got new sort of system, system referees, like in this case, what are your priorities? Uh, wall distance. I think as, as he kind of stood himself there to make sure there's no encroachment. That's the only reason I could think that he would be standing level with that defensive wall. Well, he's not le- sitting level with a defensive wall because if you look at the line of the shadow with the grass, he's not, is he? Yeah, but he'd be looking across just he's to make sure across, that they're yeah. not, not kind of taking those right. little Nath, baby steps to Nath, get him. what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with 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 Anne. I, I don't think that the starting position is is particularly credible. Okay, why? Well, I just think that basically he hasn't got a good enough view, like you obviously said there at the beginning. There, forty oh, yards away from the goal line. Sorry, good enough view of what? Well, of what's taking place in the penalty area. I mean, there could be any number of sort of grappling or any number of skullduggery, people pulling the back of people's shorts, people pulling leg hairs, people doing all sorts. So do you reckon his priorities are nothing to do with 
those four people in the in the shot? Well, if you look at where he's looking, Martin, you can see that that as Ant rightly points out, he's looking at the defensive wall. Okay. Any other I, clues about where this ball's going? Well, we we know the ball. I I he's he's going to take it. There's two options. Here. He's going to roll it to the guy on his left hand side, and they're going to try and dribble it in, or he's going to loft it into the box. But the the ref. Stop yeah, it, there we go. I think there is where. Sorry to cut across you, Ant. I think there is where you're going to get the clue. Is when he picks his head up. Yeah, but the referee had already moved at that point, so he's kind of gone gone with it. The ref is looking directly at the penalty area. If he was side on and a bit close to the box, he could watch the flight of the ball as it comes in and then adjust his position as that ball is floated in. By te- He's already chosen that he's going to walk in and have this path and make a, a big assumption about where his position is going to be, regardless, I think, of where the ball drops. So when, when you're in that position as a referee, right, indicators of where the ball's going to go can be seen before anyone kicks it. And if this part of what we're going to talk about now is very important to all levels of football, particularly grassroots when you're on your own and you've got club linos and that. What foot is he going to kick that ball with? Left. And number 11 is normally left-footed. Yeah, it depends on the formation, I suppose. Well, normally, normally, historically, you normally have seven on the right, 11 on the left, don't you? Yeah, the majority of your so- players are right-footed. Yeah. yeah, but he's, he's clearly left-footed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the first information that you like to give um, match officials at all levels is try to pay attention to what foot the ball's getting delivered with. This works really well with corners. You can get an indication of short, you know, near post, far post. All these sort of things can really help you as a match official. So here, when we, I was trying to guide you when in regards to priorities, as Adam moves, if the ball hit that wall and one of the players handled it, and ran down the other end and score. Was Adam be in a position to see it? No. Yeah. Not. not I'm. I'm going to say not clearly. He's. He's. He's side on. So is it, what's his priority? It's got to be the dropping zone. Has it? Has it, Nath? Do you think it's a, it's a priority the dropping zone? Well. Again, he's got a man there, just just close to him. I can highlight the game with a mouse. Where he could go short, it's unlikely, but he could go short, and that's something that will have been in Adam's mind, I'm sure, because quite easily it could have gone uh, to this player here as at number four, and he could have gone out towards the the channel, or he or, or he could just knock it forward and then he runs onto it, couldn't he? Yeah, that's probably the more option. Yeah, played the between the, the the wall and where Adam is, knocked it through there. He's got a clear shot on it to, to yeah. forwards. But as a referee, you've got to try and think of everything. Now, now, Adam starts in a really good position, but even before the player kicks the ball, Adam's moved, hasn't he? You've just seen him move his moves before the ball's moved. So does that tell an assessor that you're in the wrong place to start with? Yeah. It does, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? But as Adam moves, well, you've seen it before with a put, you know, the 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 balls hit the chest or the handball and someone's went down the other end to score. I know you don't get these things all that often, but this is a good discussion point for the people in our readers and our listeners to find out what is his priorities? Is he, have you got the fitness to do both? To watch the delivery, hit, hit, the, hit the wall for potential handball, then what happens in the penalty area afterwards? 
what 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 are you going to do? What's your take on this? I'd expect at that level he'd have the the awareness and the fitness that if there was impact into the wall and a break the other end, that in the process of that happening, he'd make up 10 to 15 yards to get closer to the play. Um, and I, I, again, I think he should start further up the pitch, closer to the box. If he's not worried in, in this instance about encroachment or, or that hit him, I think in the back of his mind, he knows he can make up that distance and then be up with play as they break. So Nath, Nath, if if Adams hasn't got a sight of that of that wall for handball, mm-hmm. and the lino's on the second's last defender yeah. in the penalty area, mm-hmm. would you accept a flag from the lino on the halfway line, the other side, to say that was handball? No, I don't think he's in a credible position. I think it's too far. So who's in a credible position to judge handball in that wall? Nobody. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. It's something for everyone to think about. And I'm sure there's people that are on our page that would give some really good advice on that, which I'll let, I'll let them deal with. So play it on for the, for the delivery. Do the delivery, mate. Okay. And then pause it again when you can. Where do you want me to pause it, Martin? Whenever you want. Well, pause it when the ball hits the net. Back of the net. Now we've got a ball in the back of the net. And a player on the floor with a suspected culprit. There's hands in the air going, don't know what happened here, ref. <laughs> the ball's, but the ball's in the back of the net. Typical. In fact, there's actually nobody in this shot other than the goalkeeper who's on the ground that doesn't have their hands in the, in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everyone's like, ah! <laughs> what are you going to do now, ref? <laughs> so straight away, ball's in the back of the net, players on the floor injured. Let's play again. Everyone's running around. No one's happy. Always having a goalkeeper doesn't even know who to run to, does he? Where's the ref? Where's the players? Really, really, really interesting point to discuss is that there's a player on the floor. No one goes to him. The ref is the first there. Everyone's just done one. Refs have The ref's instinct was to go and protect his lino. But no one was really looking at the well-being of a player. Is that a clue? Is that a clue for some of our readers and listeners to go look? I know... This won't work as a podcast without the pictures. So we'll have to tell ourselves, boys, to think about this. But <laughs> when you look at it, that's a big clue. Players on the floor, prone. No one goes anywhere near them. Maybe even insight into that, how players sort of view their teammates, really. But this goes on for a while, this bit. So we, when we play the full clip, you'll see it. Adams trying to manage everything. He got a very a- angry goalkeeper. Yeah, we're just looking at the communication aspect of, of his refereeing here because there's a there's probably the majority of the uh, yellows and, the, and one claret and blue player who's getting involved. The goalkeeper's not particularly happy either. There's a lot of communication. Number seven there. There's a lot of communication that's having to take place here. For, 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 Where's the rest of the players gone? You can't really see it. Everywhere, anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> They're all just running around. I'm sure there's some over by the lino. Yeah. Given the lino loads. But you can see why this clip is is such such an interesting clip. And then I'll tell you what I'm finding interesting, Martin, as a total digression here is the current blue player. Surely that sock tip's not right. Do you know what? When I do this, when I do this presentation, I have a little, I normally bring ref support pin badges, or we got a load of FA respect coins. I, I give it to the people that get involved, say, oh, well done. Thanks for getting involved. Here's a rest support badge or a coin. 
which then encourages everyone to get in. This coin, I would throw at your head and hope that it hit you in the head. <laughs> because I normally give people stick for talking about sock tape in here. And normally, <laughs> normally, these knobheads don't mention sock tape until the very end. So you got yourself a Willy Wonka chocolate golden knobhead ticket. <laughs> Martin, how many times have you been involved with, with an observer who's done you for sock tape? True, and I normally turn on the say, if that's all you're worrying about, that I must have had a good game. Well, that's the, now, yeah. I, 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 as this is playing, is this going to be shown on screen, Ant? Yeah. Because and you've seen that, you've seen that, um, Adam go over. Now, at this yeah. point, he's, he's going to his pocket, he's going to book someone. First, first stuff is, stop it there. Stop it there. The clue in regards to who's getting booked what 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 it's, what it's going to be? Look at the body language. Fellow number eight, hands on hips. Fellow with hands out. The other side. Someone behind him, by the in the middle of the center circle, just looking like he's you know we just relaxed as can be. But have you got any any sorts of comments on just that clip now? Yes. What is it? I've got two. Come on. Well, actually, I've got three. I've got one. I think he deserves tremendous credit for speaking to his assistant because it actually. Though what you've obviously told us off camera is about the application of law, which is not what the not the application of law that we expected. So in in terms of me thinking about the application of law that I expected, I thought it was really good practice to confirm everything because obviously that was a very broad situation that was very live, very lively, very spread out, and he's brought it all back in. He's had a good conversation. The next bit of credit that I'm going to give him is he, he successfully gets away the, uh, the the substitute who's trying to influence and just make his mouth go. He does well with that. But then what I've got to say is, and I spoke to Ant about this off air as well, is he blows his whistle and points towards the centre spot, which clearly indicates a goal. I thought he was given a goal. I was yeah. like, oh, the assistants told him just to crack on and get on with the yeah. game. It's a goal. Crowd size here at this venue here, Martin, and think about the type of game you're refereeing. Okay, to a crowd that says I'm awarding a goal. Yeah, it does. I think that's really poor. Mm. Uh, yeah, but you know it's a learning point. Yeah, nothing's poor. We got the Goldilocks lockdown zone going on here. Goldilocks. We have two, we have two cold or just right. It's not poor. It's a development that he could learn from, and he did learn. Definitely, from. yeah. I should have framed it in that positive that's mind. Okay, that mate. That's okay. Them. That's okay. So, anything else about this particular clip? Just this bit here. We're going to oh, come on so... technique now, I think. Say again, Nate. Go on. You're going to talk to me about the caution technique, aren't you, Martin? I don't know. I'm not. Just as it's frozen here, if you're watching this as a snapshot, and we talk about snapshots in particularly when you're on the line, take yeah. a snapshot. And what's your take on this? He's walked himself that... into the lion's den. He he's gone. In in a in a body language kind of way, he's gone looking for the trouble. Instead of isolating the player and then taking them to a neutral part of the pitch yeah. and then saying, Here's what I've seen, I've confirmed it with this person, the yellow card is for this. Okay. Now but at the moment he's got himself a three on one situation. Yeah, as at the moment you two know it's a yellow card, but you definitely don't don't know what it's for. You presume it's for the when the first ball drops in the penalty area, yes, yeah. you, you think it's for that? Well, it definitely isn't that. Well, it's the same player, Martin. I can tell you that for certain. Well, it's not for that. 
See, I, when, when you told me that before, when you told us that before, I was like, well, has he said something? Has he said something yeah. to someone? Is it dissent? Is the card yeah. for dissent? No, no, I'm not telling you. I'm not uh. going to tell you. When our readers and thingos to comment on this. Right, <laughs> what I want you to talk about, and I think we should look at ending this, this particular blog in the next couple of minutes or so. Sure. So everyone's had a look at the whole clip, and so there's going to be loads to talk about. We've been talking about a starting zone. We're talking about a dropping zone with the offence, with the potential elbow. We're talking about the goal. We're talking about when Adam goes over to Kev. Kev, Kev was the assistant referee. What goes on there? Because lots of little things went on there. And now we're over here with regards to this particular bit. And there's a bit after this, what we can talk about uh, later on, about coaching technique. What's your comments on this? Just that snapshot. No, I've got to. I've got to say, I'm. I'm in accordance with everything that Ant said. He should have pulled him. He's, well, he should have probably. He's sort of. He's gone over to the three guys, and he should have stopped about halfway between where he's left the assistant and where he's actually arrived at, and called number seven as it is through the middle, the one with the incorrect sock tape on, Martin. And um, and what about the one next to him? Has got white socks on. Which one are you going to bollock? You're going to do the white one or the blue one? Which one are you doing, Nate? Well, I don't know because I'm looking here. Both of them. You got to do none or both. What are you going to do? Well, hang on. I'm looking here. It looks like it's part of the sock, is it not? Oh, does it? And what about the bloke with his arms behind his back? Has he got the same socks on? Well, I'm looking at him. Yeah. Is that not a white bit there that they've got on their yeah. sock? Well, I don't know because that, if he's white, then the one by the centre circle is one, isn't he? Centre spot. Yeah. Well, I've got no idea. Anyway. Listen, if you mention sock tape again, I'm going to drive in my stolen car all the way up to that northeast, and I'm going to just swear at you and point my finger at you in a very angry manner. And go, hey, 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 hey. Calm down, calm down, man. Listen, listen, one of the things I I like to discuss with more people, and again, all these things we're talking about can be used with the club assistant referees and with neutral assistant referees. The technical area is is more or less underneath the camera. So what the technical area is seeing is what the camera is seeing. Is it good practice in this sort of scenario so have your back to the technical areas. No. Have you thought about it? I, I haven't thought about it, but the answer is no. It's not quite as bad when you're working with neutral assistants, but I will agree with you, it's still not a good idea. It's with neutral assistant system referees, you'll find that they have technical areas and dugouts and really as it, as it, that further down, they probably just stand whatever they want, don't they? So with with club assist with club assistant referees. The advice is try to get as much communication with your non-verbal communication to as many people as you can. Yeah. At level three, level four, two B, you've got to control those technical areas and you can control them with non-verbal communication. He yeah. could be telling them anything he wants, can he, with his hands. Yeah. And the only people that'll know are the people on the other side of the pitch, the other assistant referee, and those people there. So when you're managing these situations, particularly prior to a sanction, a caution, a red card, even even using a sanction with regards to using the captain, you need to explain and let every as many people as possible see what your your communication could be. Shh, shh, don't want anymore. Don't want anymore. Anymore, and you go in here. Well, he's not. They're not going to see that. They're not going to see that behind him, are they? You got just as many people in those technical areas if you have on the field to play. So what I want people to really pay attention to as well on this is when you are giving out communication, whatever sort it is, particularly non-verbal communication. Make sure as many people as possible see it. Ideally, to manage this, it would be better him going the other side of those people 
I'm facing the camera. What you said about I'm isolating somewhere else is even better. So we got the Goldilocks zone, haven't we? Yeah. That's all, that's all, that's not very good. But if it's the other side of the situation, that's better. But if they isolated them, that's just right, isn't it? Yeah. So that's a good example why I want to say where we're going to go with the Goldilocks lockdown zone. So, do you want me to play it to the end, Martin? Now, so play it to the end. And the lad with his hands on his hips, watch his head. Which one? That one? No, yeah, one. Watch his head. Do you see that? Yeah, I did. I noticed that the first time as well. What did he do? Well, he was he looking to see what color the card was. Now, why would he look at the color of the card? Because That's he always he's done. Yeah. Anything else? Well, it was deliberate action. Yeah, but why would you look at the cards? Why does you need to look at the cards? You know you've done something deliberately wrong. If you, what's, the, if you... what's the point of the cards? Who is the card for? The card is a demonstration to everybody about what your decision as the referee is, what sanction that you are going to give. So why does he need to look at the card? Well, because the referee hasn't told him what he's about to produce. There you go. Now that, if you're an observer looking at that, many, many observers are mega switched on. They're going to say, talk us through your coaching technique. And the coaching technique is? Am I going to say the coaching technique? Yeah, fucking, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to pick the part for it. Ask his name, you take his name, you tell him what, it, what offense is committed and what you're going to do, and then you show the cards. The card is a conclusion to show everyone else what you're doing. You've told him, I'm booking you, or you, I'm binning you. It's part of the process, isn't it? Yeah. As him clearly hadn't told him what's going on. Yeah. Because he had to look at the cards to mm -hmm. find out what's going on. And that's the thing, you see. It, it really incriminates Adam because, unfortunately, he could have said to the observer, well, I did say, but then the problem is the fact that it's on video, the player going, is yeah. for, for anybody who's listened to the audio of this, I've just looked up. Uh, it shows that, uh, you know, He's basically not told him, and it, it goes against it. It goes against him. So, so that, so it, again, he clearly hasn't done his caution technique. The Goldilocks zone, the caution technique would be to do everything he said, and he definitely wouldn't have looked up, up at the cards. He probably would have just waved his arm at him and ran away because he knows he's been he's been booked stoked caution. So, in all of this clip that we've just ran, we've gone from the starting position, we've gone to the drop zone, stroke offence, we've gone to the ball in the back of the net. Then he's gone over to assistant referee on the way over to his assistant referee. Uh, clever viewers might have noticed that the ball ends up coming towards the referee. It's been yeah, didn't he kicked it? Yeah, he, he never kicked it. He threw it at him. So there's your. No, oh, no, sorry, I'm talking about the referee. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the goalkeeper throws the ball at Adam as he goes over and talks to Kev. So, and then then we we have this great spot where you said he blows the whistle. It looks like he's given a goal because he hasn't isolated. All these things are preventable, which has, why Adam progressed so quickly is because he learned so much from this clip, which is why we want to do. Mm. So we're going to wrap up this clip and everyone's looked at it. And then tomorrow or the day after, whenever Anz has got the time to, to do the editing on this, we'll, we'll move on again. We'll, we'll go back to the goal and we'll talk about the goal because none of you at the moment, out of you two, know what that yellow card's for, do you? Well, it's one of seven things. <laughs> if I said to you, pick one, you, would, you, you, you wouldn't know. And that's the learning point here. And even though people might think we fixed this, I purposely said to you, don't just look at it, didn't I? Yeah. So we can no. get this feedback. 
I mean, look, I think I know. I know what you're saying, Martin. But it, it's it. I suppose when you say if if we asked you, you wouldn't know. Ant and I were both of a consensus of of we we said we said that it was you know we felt it was it was going to be a well should I say that what we thought it was going to be or not? So what he wants, say what he wants. Yeah, well, well, Ant and I were both of the opinion that it was dangerous to play. Yeah. So it was for for, for the first offence. Yeah. The ball drops on the left of the penalty area. You think the yellow card is for that? Yeah. So yeah. What the, then? Go on. What do you both the, think is for that? I was going to say, yeah, the attacking player, uh, like, like Nathan says, playing in a dangerous manner in the way that he challenged for the ball by kind of throwing his arms up uh, into the proximity of the players, of the defender's pace. Okay. Well, it wasn't for that. That blows my mind. For that, right? It's for something else. So, is it some? Is, uh, it's a quick question because I know we're going to wrap well, this up really close, and we haven't even analysed that foul at all. But I want to ask: Is it the caution? Is it from that moment in the clip, or is it from something else around it? Because that I think will will give us loads of comments about what people think the card is for. So what I want to ask is: I want everyone to ask what they think the card's for. I know there's people out there on our page and your page that would have seen this in clip over in London, up north, down south, where I've done these presentations. And they're probably going to come on and say what it is, but it'd be great to know that people who haven't seen this clip, let them say what it's for. Not us here. It's the whole point. Let's get the engagements. And, let, and let's remember that people who do comments, who do like, who do share, goes into a, a little bit of a pocket where we'll give them something like a T-shirt or a polo or even a referee shirt. But like, share comments and when we put the next piece up we go into this more we'll see where we are so let's hope that you liked our little bit of goldilocks down lockdown refereeing and we'll see you tomorrow or the day after Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.